This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. I'm your host, PD Pop. Got Jason with me. Hello? He doesn't want me to call him the Raw Dogger anymore. Raw Dogger, why don't you want me to call you <laughs> Raw Dogger anymore? That is outdated and offensive. <laughs> I don't uh, appreciate it anymore. Oh, I do apologize. Okay. That's all right. Okay, well, anyways, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, if you want to follow on the forums, if you want to go in onto FrontlineGaming.org on the blog and chat with us, comment to us, tell us how great Jason is and how great looking, good looking he is. Because Jason, the last time people saw you on Signals, you they said you were transformed. Thank you, Pablo. Thanks yeah. for putting me on the spot in really <laughs> awkward... Right. Thank you. So I, I, nice I, you, you know, he, he's getting embarrassed now, but um, he was preening right after he read all the YouTube comments. You know, just like that's yeah, kind of like flexing, that, looking himself that in is the mirror. True. I just start doing like blowing kisses in himself, and push-ups in the office, and yelling <laughs> at people. Uh, <laughs> we, for those for those of you who don't know who we are, we <laughs> sell tabletop games and supplies at up to twenty five percent off MSRP, mm-hmm. including Games Workshop product. That's so true. if you want to purchase any of that, go to frontlinegaming.org where you can find more information. Um, and then there's one more note where we talk about Reese's t-shirts, but we never do. So ignore that. If you do like those t-shirts that he wears, that he sometimes wears now, um, you can get them from a place called, where's it called? I don't know what it's called. It's on the show notes. It says buy yours here. So, uh, that is a thing. The funny thing is that apparently was a thing that we were doing for a long time. We just never took it off. Like what is a couple weeks ago when I had, I did the show with you, I was like, what is that? (laughs) Shows how much. (laughs) I know, but that apparently is the thing we've been doing. So uh, it, he wears a lot of cool shirts around the office and stuff. And uh, so if you do like them, and there is a link to go there and buy them. And I think it helps us out a little bit too. So, yeah. Right which is always, I'm always for that, helping us out and helping me out. So today we're going to be talking about some Adepticon news, uh, basically whatever I could scrounge up online. And we're going to talk about the winning 40K championships list and who won. We're also going to talk a little bit about how Frankie and Reese did mm-hmm. in the Age of Sigmar event because they didn't play 40K this year. No. They played Age of Sigmar, and from what I heard, they had a blast. Um, and also, GW was there in force in Age of Sigmar. Uh, the, the GW yeah. team, just there were, there were tons of people... From GW, obviously the Warhammer TV guys were there stre- streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to their channel if you guys want to see some good Age of Sigmar games. They streamed Frankie and Andy, his uh, his teammate, mm-hmm. on the stream, actually. So I if did. you want to see Frankie's beautiful Zinch army and some really nice-looking Lords of Change, go ahead and go there. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Talons of the Emperor box. Mm-hmm. It was just released this weekend. Yep. Uh, it should definitely shake up the meta. Probably not the Custodes. Um, they aren't too good. No. They're they're, uh, they're terminators on crack. Really? But are they point constant as terminators? I guess we'll talk about. Yeah, it yeah. We'll, we'll talk about them a little bit yeah. more. And we're also going to talk about the the big thing out of that box. The real reason everyone's going to be buying them: Sisters mm. of Silence mm. and what they mean for the meta and the 40k meta. And um, there, there's a lot of good stuff there. Are you sure people aren't going to be buying it for the Contempted Dreadnought with the Assault Cannon? Probably not. I think no. they just grabbed that kit from the Betrayal at Kalth. Contemptor Dreadnought. They might. I think they were just like, you know, we don't have, we have too many of these lying around. 
They just gonna be. throw this in the just beautiful, like what they did with the kit, but we'll talk about it more. <laughs> All right, on to Adepticon news. So the winner of the Adepticon 40k champs was Nick Nanavati. Nick Nanavati wow. won with a double screamer star list. There's actually a picture of it right in the show notes. Uh, he replaced all the relevant names, brimstones or brownstones, um, because his nickname is Nick Brown. Is it? Um, yeah, he calls himself Nick Brown. Oh. Um, he's, it's, uh, but anyways, it's a fun, fun little list. He's actually got his picture, a uh, picture of himself over the Count Chocula cereal box. Uh, it's, it's pretty hilarious. He always has some entertaining lists to give to his opponents. Uh, but basically, the list is two units of Screamers, one unit of eight Screamers, one unit of seven Screamers, Fate Weaver, Bellacor, some Brimstone Horrors, and uh, a uh, the Heralds and Arctic. Sorry, I forgot mm-hmm. the name. The Heralds and Arctic formation with five Zinch Heralds, all level three, all on discs, all with various exalted rewards. Mm-hmm. And he just basically runs two Death Stars. Uh, Adepticon runs unnerfed D, um, unnerfed invisibility, unnerfed two plus rerollables. Um, so I imagine he just went around the board summoning things with his two unkillable Death Stars. He right. actually played some crazy competition. He played Dan Platt, uh, who just who just made the top eight at the LVO. He's one of the better Canadian players, one of the better players, period, in the world. Right. He was playing a Magnus Demons list, mm-hmm. and then he played Sean Naden, who was running Eldar and Flyrance, okay. which was kind of interesting, because they allowed Come to Apoc there, so that was kind of fun, a funny, fun list. Right. I guess it did really well. Obviously, it did really well. And then he right. beat Tony Grappando, who was uh, who played Brandon Grant at the LVO on the top table in the last round and lost, but Tony Grappando was running Taudar, uh, his variant of Taudar, something right. similar, Riptide Wing, Eldar. Um, so Nick Nanavati played some of the best competitors in the world, and he won. So congratulations, Nick Nanavati. I think this it is al- your third or fourth Adepticon win. It always interests me that you see the same names at these events at the top. The top ten people, yeah, or the people winning it, yeah. no matter what, nope, no, matter no matter what, what armies they play, no matter what events you're at, it's the same top ten, top twenty players. Yeah, it always interests me. It's it's and so people like, say it's luck. A lot of people will uh, say that, like it's it's dice rolling, right? How can who cares about rankings? Who cares about any of this stuff? Because it's just it's just dice. But it's always the same people winning. That's why no you never see me on small there. or how big the <laughs> event. I mean, so th- it says a lot. Yes, it does. when it's the same people, no matter what the format is, right? LVO is a certainly a different format mm-hmm. than Depticon, than is um, uh, any of the other big ones out there. I'm having a brain fart moment, but um, it's the same people, the yep. same top twenty, top fifty, even. You can go that big. All these events, no matter how big, how small, it's crazy. It's always the same people. And it's actually starting to be like that in Age of Sigmar too. Yeah. Um, you're starting to see a trend. Uh, Nick from GW does really, really well. Right. I think it's Nick from GW, or it might be Chris. Well, either way, there's some, there's a lot of the guys on the GW team that go to events and travel in London and at Delvio and at and at uh, Depticon. They Rob. do really well. No, I think Rob's just too busy Twitch streaming. I think Rob would probably clean up I think at it events was, too. His defeat by me was just he did too lose much. to you. I don't know, man. He got hobby killed. <laughs> hobby <laughs> shamed. <laughs> I think I think we need a rematch for that one. Uh, but but basically, my point is, is that in even in Age of Sigmar, right. a game that people. Hale is like a simplified, right. more random, more fun, casual game. Right. Players are consistently doing well in Age of Sigmar too. Right. So it really, I really like it because it just shows that you can actually be a student of the game and you can learn how to play, learn the rules, learn your army, and just be better than other people. And it's not just a pay-to-win game. Right. Right. Although obviously, if you have money and you have the ability to buy all the different armies, you you might have more of an advantage over other people. 
Um, but I consistently see pe people like players like Lawrence Taylor who brought some Dark Eldar, a ton of Dark Eldar, and, and a Skathatch Wraith Knight, let's be fair. But um, and, and he was just beating players left and right who, who bought, I imagine, bought like Taudar or Battle Companies and expected to do better than his Dark Eldar list. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, also, Frankie and Andy, we were just talking about them. Mm -hmm. they, won, they won Best Chaos at the Adepticon team event. I believe they only lost one game, um, so they did pretty well. So congratulations to them winning Best Chaos. Reese also went 4-1 and one with his Free People's Army in the Age of Sigmar Vanguard event, which is their singles event. Mm. Um, and he was one failed 4-inch run from going 5-0 uh, with the guys. So he just needed to Very run cool. a 4-inch run to get onto an objective or I guess to contest it or something. Uh, and he didn't do that. So sorry, Reese. It's a dice game. It's only a dice game. <laughs> it's only a dice. In your case, it's, it's just a dice game. Yeah. It's just luck. <laughs> See how angry um, he was at that point. <laughs> he's probably. I imagine the the Reaser coaster was was on yeah. the way out at the end of that. Uh, and then I have, like I mentioned before, on to Twitch. There, I couldn't find any Age of Sigmar winning lists. I couldn't find the best overall. I couldn't find the best generals. Um, I was told that Scream or uh, Zinch won best overall or best general. I'm not. I think it was best overall because because the guy I was talking to generally talks about best overall. So I think. Zinch won best overall with a Skyhost, mm. wherever that is. Uh, and then Sylvaneth and then Beast Claw Raiders were your top three. Um, that's what I was told. So I'm just going to safely assume that those lists were at least in the top 10. Because those are all sound like really were they, good lists. They weren't using Best Coast pairings, right? Mm, no, they weren't. Okay. Uh, and then Reese told me that one of the GW guys got best general mm. uh, or best overall. Once again, it wasn't clear on that. With, right. with Age of Sigmar... Uh, the Stormcast Eternal, the the guys with the bolters, the Vanguard Vanguard Raptors. I don't know what they're called. The hunters. The hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so he he did really well with a list that basically just spammed those mm -hmm. and then just kind of like MSU shot things and played real cagey with it. So able to come out of like all the corners of the board. Right. And right. And just take so, objectives. Yes. Okay. So like that's Ken, what that's what played the missions. Yeah. That's yeah. what he did. And obviously, yeah. obviously he knew what he was doing. So. Mm -hmm. If any of those four armies won, congratulations. If you're running any of those armies, congratulations to the guys who made the top eight at Adepticon for 40k, and for the ones everyone who won awards at the Age of Sigmar event. Yes, it looked really great. I mean, I I did as much, I followed as much as I could over the weekend from yeah. Adepticon. I would say this year they really upped their game in terms of social media presence. I, I noticed more than I ever did in terms of uh, coverage of the event. They did a really good job. Um, Games Workshop played a big part in that because a lot yeah. of it was Games Workshop doing the social media coverage of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in general, it looked like it was, as usual, at Epicon, very well put together. All the big names were there. Mini Wargaming. Mini, everybody was GW. there. Fantastic vendors, big booths. Lots of people. It looked like it was a lot of fun. It was. It, it, Adepticon, yeah. I consistently hear from big community leaders mm -hmm. that Adepticon is the place to go. Yeah. So I've uh, gone a couple times. It's great. Um, I think they're on like year 15 now. Um, wow. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance to go, definitely go. This year, uh, Reese and Frankie went. Um, I think we kind of just differentiate who's going to go every year just because we also set up and we exhibit as well. We had a booth there, so hopefully you guys got to step, uh, stop by, see the new FLG mat, say hi to the guys. Um, while they were there, um, yeah, well, we kind of missed out here. But. Well, we didn't we didn't go because we had triumvirate of the primarch mm. releases to go to send out talons of the emperor Lots of uh, a lot of good secondhand shop stuff went up over the weekend True. uh we were just busy holding the fort down here besides if we had went who would who would run signals that's true who would do these awesome signals 
like us. My vote would be Brandon and Mariana. Just Mariana talking about Warhammer Forty Thousand. <laughs> I think that's I think that's an entertaining. I would watch that. People podcast. Would, I think it'd I would, probably get the I think highest it'd be really funny. We ever had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mariana is con- uh, as as I've told said many a time. She is the best forty k player who doesn't play forty k. Okay, I'm trying to wrap my head around Abs- that. Absolutely true. If for the if those of you who don't play forty k, you would lose to her, hands down, because she's the best. You know what would also get really high ratings if we did if they were able to put the app where they put the makeup on people like the phone one. <laughs> oh, but that was so funny. Signals? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do in the uh, office. Mar- Mariana went. And filtered uh, makeup on all of us, took pictures of all of us. And uh, I think mine, I don't like to talk too highly about myself, but I think mine came out the best. You looked really good. I looked like the matchmaker from Mulan. Yeah. Just just with my hair pulled back and and the, the makeup. And it just, I just looked I the eyeliner. I can see you down in like Ocean Beach at a bar, like playing a yoke- <laughs> ukulele at like, you know, at some dive bar right. just with a big crowd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just playing amazing. in the rain, eyeliner streaming down my face. Just, yep. All right. There you we're go. going off on a tangent here. It's so romantic. That's what we do when uh, the bosses are out at, uh, working at Adepticon. We're, we're putting on makeup filters on photos. Yep. That's what we're doing. So, <sighs> onto the rumor section. The rumor section is gathered from the web and is not in any way information we receive from any source, manufacturer, nor is it necessarily accurate. This section of the podcast is is intended for entertainment purposes only. Ooh. I almost got it through you memory. You that? Almost. Man. That's pretty good, though. Okay. Better than me. Uh, so, uh, just one big rumor. Um, big rumor for me, and I think for a lot of Space Marine players, uh, is the Th- Forge World sold their final Thunderhawk online. There's Thunderhawks are no longer available through mm. Forge World. And they actually made this announcement. They said, hey, this is, there's one more Thunderhawk left, and then it's over on the Warhammer community page. Um, which means like maybe maybe that means a plastic Thunderhawk. Hopefully, we've we've heard rumors of it in the past about last year, right. and then they got buried under Gene Steeler Coal and yeah. uh, uh, Traders Le- Traders Legions yeah. and all the other good stuff that happened pretty much since after October. Right. Um, so the plastic Thunderhawk rumors kind of got swept under the rug, but I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I think plastic Thunderhawks would be great. I don't know how much cheaper they would be over regular Thunderhawk is like. 420, 480. How big is a Thunderhawk? Is it it's about as long? It's pretty big. It's about mics? it's about yeah. as long between these two mics. It, it's you know it's like it's. Well, like I mean they big. have the they have the plastic stompa kits and they, they have do. the plastic bane blade kits, which are big. Those they're are big. They're big. Kits. They're, they're they're big. Not as big um, as the Thunderhawk though. I can see them doing it. I, I I'm not going to say I guarantee they're going to do it. I but I can see them doing it. I don't know. I mean Thunderhawks can't be used in normal games, right? I mean no, but they're so. Beautiful. How many points are they? Like over two thousand points. They're eight hundred points with the D cannon. Okay. I think about seven, maybe seven hundred something. But if it's plastic, you... I mean, you can put it onto a plastic base. It's easier to. It's lighter. Transport. Is it lighter? A forge world resin is pretty be, heavy. It'll be lighter. It'll be lighter. Yeah. It might be a little easier to work with. I can see them doing it. I, I would, can see. I can I see. Love, I can definitely see them doing it. I would love a plastic thunderhawk. I want a plastic thunderhawk with Gaiman riding underneath it. You yeah. know, like Holding hanging on. from a chain, like King Kong yeah. hanging from a giant plane. Oh, I saw that this weekend. <laughs> was Kong, was it good? It was bad. Oh, no. It was pretty garbage. Oh, no. Is that when you do that in the rant session? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see. Man, that's, that's a shame. There's actually... We'll see that for the ninth age. I, <laughs> I was, I'm actually a big Disney fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, surprise. Yeah. Um, but I, I, watched, I was excited for Logan. I was yeah. excited for the Beauty and the Beast release. Mm-hmm. And I was also excited for the Kong movie. Um, and... You might like it. I haven't I, seen any of them it's, yet. It's but. bad. But that's my opinion. Again, oh. we're, we're getting off track. Oh, well, this is, this is supposed to be a fun, entertaining, wholesome 
podcast. So what, yeah. real quick, for those of you who want to watch Kong, yeah. why was it bad? I mean, it was just really formulaic. It was exactly what you would expect for like a big monster movie. Like Dude, it was so cheesy. The line, the dialogue good. was horrible. That's what you want. Who's the girl that's in it? I forget her name. She's like a famous actress. I, that's how far removed I am from everything. But her her entire um, point of being in the movie was to pose for the camera with her chest pooped out. No, like in scenes, like but, like with a backdrop of like the rainforest. Look, I, like that was her her point of the movie. And, and I was you like, can't well, go wrong. That's all right, but. You can't go wrong with with a giant ape on an island with a bunch of stuff that's out to kill you. And it was really just bad. Going, ah. Oh man, it was bad. Um, oh man, that's we can too bad. we can turn that into a whole hour long episode if you want. Just how bad Kong was. Jason's reviews, but it would always be negative. But was it the I worst like Kong movie? Movies. It was the worst one. Really? Even even the 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 second black and white one. It was worse than the first one from the thirties. The the first one. So the very first one. <laughs> That, that one wasn't bad. The, the second one from the 30s was pretty bad. I haven't seen or that Or not from the 30s. It's worse <laughs> than the one with the guy in the gorilla costume. So, so the Peter Jackson one's still the best? Um, no, I mean the original one from the 30s is the best one. But the Peter Jackson one is better than this one. This I think garbage. we're going to have to disagree. Ugh. Agree to disagree Yeah, you guys here. go watch it. I mean, if you want like a dumb, <laughs> like to just go to the movies because you, you have nothing to do, which is what I did. I have nothing to do. So I went to the movies. Um... Then go and, and enjoy the air conditioning, and, and it's a blockbuster movie. You should have just seen Beauty from the Beast. I almost Beauty did. The Beast. I, I wanted to see Power Rangers, to be honest. Power Rangers. I did. Oh man. I got voted down. All right, let's 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 moving on before we go into a on Power Rangers note, rant. Uh, on to the tactics corner. Yeah. The Talons of the Emperor box was just released today. It's available uh, if you'd like to purchase it. Through Frontline Gaming, Jason, it is, is it still available? It is. I got confirmation. It took me like three days. But I finally got confirmation from Games Workshop. We can get more of these because it it is listed as available um, only only while supplies last. Yeah. It went out of stock for a little while for a couple days. And actually. then it, over the weekend, over the weekend it came stock. back into stock. We weren't aware, uh, sure if we were going to get any because of allocation and all that kind of stuff going on right now with inventory with GW. Um, I got confirmation this morning from our rep uh, that we are able to get more. So if you want these at twenty five percent off, you have until Friday to do so. Um, and I would say probably you have about a week before they're going to go out of stock, and that's it. Um, if that, I mean, if this that. is going to go so Sooner than later, if you shelves. want it at 25% off, get your order in ASAP. I'm going to do one more order for it, and that's it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure these are going to be gone really quick. And that 25% off MSRP is actually huge savings because someone did number crunching online, and right. you actually save $111.50 on the box at MSRP price Just alone. Normal. Right, because it comes with the Land Raider and the Rhino. It, and in, I think the Dreadnought and the one unit of Sisters of Science, which is like $80 MSRP for five models. No, it's not that much. It's, 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 it's $80. Like six, it's 60 I think. You're it's thinking like, of the Custodes. The sisters of silence. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Go, you guys can see the price. We can't. Um, but yeah, you get you get only five sisters, five custodes. Right. But it's it's a huge savings. You also get the two codexes <clears throat> for both armies. Right. And I couldn't find those outside of the online versions. It's like getting the small rule book. Yes. In the Dark Vengeance set. Yeah. So so it's huge. It's it's yeah. a great savings, and I do highly suggest it. And at that twenty five percent off price point through Frontline Gaming, you want to shoot us an email orders at frontlinegaming.org. That's yeah. how you order from us, or you can give us a call. Uh, get it. Like it's it's a great savings. It's gonna sell out. Yeah, and it, 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 will it sell is out. while supplies last. They did run out once, or they thought they ran out. Maybe they found like, who knows how that happens? Maybe they just had a bunch of talents in like the just, boxes. Yeah, it's not like they the just vault. reorder it and they have them. It takes them months and months and months to get these things. Um, <laughs> I, I my, 
I like to imagine in my mind's eye that they're like, oh, here's more boxes in the back we totally forgot about, just like we do with stuff. <laughs> so, so like, wow. Yeah, hey, look at all this. These towns, there's, there's whole a whole palette that we just didn't even know. But with GW, it's like a whole warehouse. Yeah. Oh, like, we forgot oh. about this warehouse. Right. Or no, we forgot about this truck that we parked in the back that's full of these things. Well, I, wonder where, I wonder where their warehouse of all their Fall of Cadia books are. I hope it's on the way. I hope they find it soon. I hope there's a warehouse on a boat. Yeah, but uh, all joking aside, GW has been doing a great job getting us releases, um, and people have just been buying a lot. People have just been buying way more than they expected, uh, which is understandable. If you look at their sales numbers for the year, this is the best year I think they've almost ever had. Yes. Um, So unsurprisingly, um, you're going to have inventory issues when you're having the best year you've ever had, which is great for everybody, right? It's It's a a healthy company. So um, it's a good problem to have. You know, we joke about it, but it's very good. It's a good problem to have when your stuff is so darn popular um, that it's hard to get because everybody wants your product. All right. So the reason why you guys are going to buy this box, uh, there's two factions, two uh, not new factions because they were released previously in the Burning of Prospero box, um, but they they are more fleshed out. Uh, the Custodius faction got a uh, Custodes C- Contemptor Dreadnought. Um, which I think is, is pretty similar to the 40k Dreadnought as it is now rules-wise, except it's more points, it has Venerable, and I think it has a 5++ plus plus always. It has an invul save, right? Yeah, the 5++ plus plus, plus invul and save. They also have a Land Raider, which is Venerable. It's, uh, I think, 40 points more than a normal Land Raider. It's pretty pretty pricey. Is it kind of like the Dark Angels Venerable Land, land Raider, where it has mm-hmm. an invul save? Yes, it has a 5++ plus plus invul and save. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Custodes, which you can take out and var- kit out in various forms. You can give them the shield. You can give them the, the cool sword gun thing. Right. Uh, and then they have a, their own formation and their own warlord traits. Uh, the warlord traits are a bit underwhelming, and the formation, I believe, does let you does give you the ability to re-roll five up invulns, but I think you have to max out the formation. So I think right. you have to take the maximum number of custodes, and I think you have to take a land raider mm-hmm. or something, uh, which I think you're probably going to... If you're running that many custodes, you might as well just bring everything. Yeah. Just bring the land raider, bring the dreadnoughts, just, you know, go full on into right. that army, um, wh- which I think is... It, they're all very, very pricey. Uh, the custodes are better than terminators in terms of <clears throat> they have more wounds, they're more survivable, they have uh, eternal warrior, they have probably better they're, weapons. They're what Grey Knight Paladins should have been. Or what kind they used of, to be. Kind of. But Grey Knight Paladins still have access to better psychic powers. Okay. So Fair enough. It's, 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 yeah. They're, but you're right. They're, yeah. they're what Grey Knight Paladins should have been. They are the big the big yeah. upgrades to Grey Knight Terminators, Grey Knight Paladins. Um, they're still two-wound models. Uh, they still die kind of easily to bolters, not maybe not as easily as normal Terminators. Right. Um, so if you're running them, I definitely suggest running them in some sort of Death Star, something that makes them more mobile, because they are only move six inches. And also, I, I would maybe suggest running them in... Drago, right? Yeah, Drago. Yeah. Uh, use them in, in f- maybe even fluffier lists if you don't want to go the Death Star route. Uh, they're definitely cool models. If you bring them to like a casual game, or you know your buddy has his like orcs or his Dark Eldar or something, and you just want to have a good time you know, with the Emperor's bodyguards, uh, they're great for that mm-hmm. because you just move them around the board. You don't have to worry about being hyper-competitive. You can just have a blast with them. They're... they're they're lethal enough to kill things that you want them to kill, and they're just survivable enough to get what you want out of them. But your opponent isn't going to feel like they they're too oppressing. They're just right. rolling them, right? So it should they're nice fair models. They're fair, which which is good. GW needs to print more fair models. Um, so it's great. Custodes are good. 
Then on the flip side, and the models, let's just talk aesthetically. Look beautiful. Amazing. Oh my gosh, I I love those models so much. I, I just the gold on them. I've seen beautiful Custodius conversions already. Mm -hmm. People are already breaking them out into forty k or thirty k Terminator conversions. Mm -hmm. um, I saw one where the dude was like fighting a dread a nemesis dread knight. Oh, nice. I don't know why he, I don't know why Custodius was fighting a nemesis dread knight, but the Custodius is actually Show like stabbing the the baby carrier, the guy in the baby carrier. Yeah, he's he was like, just tall enough to like stab him yeah. in the head. He's like, you should have been enclosed, bro. <laughs> and then it hits him with his spear. I, I thought it was a pretty cool conversion. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the models are gorgeous. Uh, obviously, the Land Raider and the Rhino and the Contemptor Dreadnoughts—they're just. They're just remote, recast, or not recast. They're, no, they're, uh, re they're the existing line. Yeah. So you're getting the Space Marine Land Raider, you're getting the Space Marine Rhino, and right. you're getting the, the, the Horus Heresy Contemptor. Right. Which is but fine. They introduced but a cool a new, new color scheme. Gold. Yes. I, does that mean if I paint all my Ultramarines gold, they'll all get a 5++? plus plus? Yes. I think I'm going to do I'm that. I'm making now. the call. Nice. Cool. They're all Custodes Ultramarines. They, Come here. They, the custode, they're the Custodes personal Ultramarines. Because Gaiman's the, the new Lord of... The Imperium. Of the Earth, right? Yeah, of the Earth. So so if he makes his Ultramarines gold, mm -hmm. then they're like the mini custodians because right. they're Ultramarines. And then they will start worshipping Chaos? No, no, no. Oh. no. They, they, don't, they, they just don't fall to Chaos. They also have plot armor. These guys are going to destroy every all of the Xenos. Purge all of the Xenos, all of the Chaos. Should they purge the humans too? Just to be safe? Yeah, some of them. Everything. Probably. Probably all of just them. Just purge all the humans as well. Just, just make the galaxy nothing but gold Ultramarines. Mm -hmm. Gilliman and Custodes. And he, Space might, he might want to call himself a war master at that point, though, just to be sure. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> so, Honda's the Sisters of Silence, uh, the more competitive side of this book, uh, they are insane. Uh, just the, the Sisters of Silence alone by themselves, uh, they're at, at cheapest, they are 65 points, so there's only five points more than a Sisters Battle Sister Squad. And on top of that, you get AP2 Strength 4 Power Swords. Which which is already great. I, I would take that by itself, mm -hmm. um, just just as an upgrade to sisters, battle sisters. Yeah. Um, but they also obviously they get the Collectus Assassin rule, psychic abomination. So within twelve nice. inches, you deny you turn off psychic powers. You start harnessing psychic powers on a six up, which is what pretty much hobby killed me from forty k was those psychic death stars. Yeah, ex exactly. So and I'm very happy to see that. The the other yeah. cool thing is they get a. a Rhino that's ten points more than a normal Rhino that also has a psychic abomination. Right, yeah. So so GW realized that that they took away the ability for auras to expand from vehicles, mm -hmm. and so it, in in a brilliant move they gave this Rhino the same thing. They're like, well, you know, we might as well just give the Rhino that and give these sisters this one unique thing where they can actually project right. their thing from their vehicle, unlike everyone else, right. um, which makes them just a little bit better in terms of like an economic perspective because because of the supply and demand gw took away the supply of the right. the aura buff and then gave them to just these sisters so mm -hmm. these sisters are in high demand right now nice and on top of that uh, they have a new detachment which is every unit that you take and so it says there's a little bit of weirdness going on here because you can take the rhinos dedicated transport for the sisters uh, and then it says every unit in this detachment after the first, which some people are counting the rhinos. Some people are saying that the, since the rhino is a dedicated transport for the sisters, it doesn't count. Either way, for every unit after the first in this detachment, you get an extra three inches mm -hmm. added to your bubble. Okay. So for those of you who are really worried about psychic death stars and you're running like really heavy shooting lists, like maybe a space marine drop pod alpha strike list. Or astro militarum. Or astro militarum, which is actually these are perfect for. Right. You can, you ha have a potential, you know, uh, 
I'm sorry, I'm bad at math right now, 27 inch bubble, so 54 inch diameter uh, off of a Rhino, which is a, a, a little bigger. And then you also get that 12 inch move and that flat out. You can pretty much cover the rest of the board and, and turn off psychic death stars. So if you allow them to power up mm-hmm. and you just move 12 inches and then flat out, turn off their psychic powers, mm-hmm. and then you just bombard them with all the Astro Militarum shooting. Right. Um, can you imagine those good. sisters in my list with the Stormlord with all those uh, Astro Militarum heavy weapon squads inside yeah, the preferred enemy? And then you oh, just man. keep... And then you just keep the Stormlord out of range of the sisters. Yeah. And then you psychic buff the Stormlord so he's ignoring cover or ignoring right. line of sight. Yeah. And then the, the psychic Death Star guys are like, that's unfair. And you're like, your powers are being turned off. You're like, that's the game. Yeah. I, I, I think now that's a, that's a significant points investment. That's 330 points for three squads of them in Rhinos. That's um, not a lot of, that's th- less than a night. It's, that, wow. Well, if you put it like that, it's less than a night. <laughs> I look at it that way because as a guard player, I right. was always like, make sure I have 400 points for a night. Right. Now, then you make sure you have 330 points, points for, sisters. for the Sisters of Silence. Wow. Just um, so I can kill things. If you put it in that perspective, they're, they're pretty undercosted. Although, that's still a first. pretty chunk. Less than a night. <laughs> that's still a pretty big chunk of your army. Um, that's a, a, more than a sixth of, about a fifth of your army. Right. Um, which is which is a l- pretty big investment, yeah. but if you're that worried about psychic death stars, these are really good at stopping them. And the Rhino gives them an extra layer of survivability mm-hmm. that the assassin doesn't have access to. Right. On top of that, they're they're mobile. They're still rhinos, so they can still tank shock. And, and the assassin's 135, 100, 140, 140 points for one model. Right. That can't go in a transport. Uh, not first turn. No. 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 So so they're a great investment. Even yeah. if you just bring one unit of sisters in a rhino. They're already a solid investment. Yeah. Uh, your opponent has to spend two runs of shooting, or two at right. least two th- things of shooting, you know, to kill the rhino right. and then to kill the sisters. And you, but, you use the rhino um, to control where they're deploying. Yep. You're, yeah. you're controlling the game. At that and point. they're small yeah. models, so you can actually, if the, your opponent doesn't blow the rhino up, you can disembark behind the rhino, so you're out of line of sight. Mm-hmm. So the rhino can act as like a, a mobile terrain, line of sight blocking terrain. It's it's. Just it's absolutely brilliant that they gave those sisters rhinos, yeah. the dedicated transport rhinos. Um, so psychic death stars. I know a, a lot of top competitive players. Those same players that we talked about who make the top fifties consistently mm-hmm. at large events. Yeah, uh, those players are already talking about changing up their lists a yeah. little. I've I've heard lots of people saying they're going to take their demons out, yeah. uh, switch to chaos renegades, yeah. um, take their psychic death stars out. Maybe try and run something like Brandon Grant did last season with the uh, psychic list wolf star and a battle company, Dark Angels Battle Company. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how these sisters shake up the meta. Mm-hmm. The the really funny thing is, is I don't think you're going to see so many of them to the point that they're going to be on every table. Right. So I think a lot of people, because those psychic death stars, they've always still been around, mm-hmm. um, and people have always beaten them. Those psychic death stars aren't really winning a lot. I guess uh, other than Nick Nanavati, would have yeah. really shut down Nick Nanavati's list. Um, but those psychic death stars aren't aren't. Are, they're not as popular as Eldar. They're not as popular yeah. as Battle Company, as Taudar. Um, they're just right in the mix with all of those. Uh, so I don't think you're going to see as many people take them. I think you're going to see a lot of Tau and Eldar take them, and then you might see a resurgence of that, um, just because those lists have a little bit of problem with Death Stars. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Or maybe it's hopefully not you'll be see a resurgence crazy. of like Astro Militarum armies. Maybe. Which had a huge problem. I, I hope with, so. With dealing with Psych Death Stars, where they just had, they had the shooting, but they couldn't deal... Right. with those psychically buffed units. They yeah. couldn't penetrate them. So now they have a chance. To and hopefully we'll them. see it. To penetrate them. All right. On to, uh, we have one picture of a uh, painting commission. Oh, it's two pictures in one. It's it's two units of Seraphim. 
Uh, they're painted to a tabletop level. It's a tabletop standard. It's it looks a bit above tabletop, to be honest. It does. It the does. guy got more than he paid for for sure. Um, which Frontline Gaming Paint Studio you normally do get more than you pay for because all of our artists are like super high level. Yeah, they, we say paint this tabletop stand, and they're like. I'll try, but they're, <laughs> <laughs> because they're all very talented artists. Right, so, right. It, um, it, it's actually the opposite for me. Yeah. Uh, you tell me to paint at a tabletop level and have to actually yeah. slow down and take like, it took me, so so back to Age of Sigmar real quick, I actually started painting my Moon Clan grots yeah. and I was layering them and I didn't want my white to get too chalky. So I was really, really, really worked on thinning down my paints. Right. Um, it took me all weekend mm -hmm. to finish two models. Yeah. Yeah, I base coated two grots. Oh my god, <laughs> it was it was bad. I was like, because I was because I was working really hard on minus. on highlighting and layering and you know making yeah. sure they looked good. Uh, and then I finished all their bases. I finished uh, their base coats. Um, but yeah, it, I finished two models over the weekend, and I did a lot of work. But I realized I probably need to step up my painting game a little. Um, those two models don't look bad, by the way. They don't. I, I saw some of you brought it. Terrible. He brought it in today, so. We're all, we're all getting amped up for Age of Sigmar here. Right. And so I'm actually did a lot of hobby this weekend too, um, which you can hear about on the ninth realm this Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, or Thursday, you'll hear it. But uh, anyways, the paint commission, and uh, this is a tabletop standard. It is above above tabletop, but this is what the guy paid for. Um, what I like about it is all the different hair colors on yeah. the women. You got hairs. blue, The blonde, green one's my favorite. A green, I didn't even it's see like the neo green neopunk. There's right. a blue, there's a purple, um, standard white, red. So if you guys want to get your stuff painted by the paint commission studio, let us know. Uh, we do have a paint commission uh, section of the website on frontlinegaming.org. Just go to the painting section. You can check out all of the information there. Uh, we will soon have a dedicated website for the paint commission studio. It's nice. just gotten so big um, that we've had to do that. Um, we also now have a in-house studio here in San Diego. Um, one more shout out. Again, we want to keep doing this. Um, we are looking for local, local, I want to say that one more time, local. Did you say local? I did. Local okay. to San Diego not relocatable, local to San Diego, artists uh, who would like to paint for us full-time or part-time to contact us uh, at painting at frontlinegaming.org. Um, we would love to see your stuff. We are expanding our San Diego location. <laughs> I know I have to I have to say that, but we put the word out in 99.9% so of the artists. I think the first one, someone messaged me from Jersey. Uh, some people were international. And I was like, no. Right. They're like, no. Sorry. Which is fine. And, and everybody was fantastic who submitted stuff. And I wish we could have them all here. I do. Right. Um, but we are looking for local people who are local to San Diego. So if you know somebody who lives in San Diego and doesn't necessarily listen to this podcast or uh, doesn't necessarily play 40K or know anything about it or anything that we do, but just is a very good artist, a miniature painter, have them contact us, painting at frontlinegaming.org. Um, we are always looking for new talent. Um, we are expanding the studio. We're already, I think, the biggest studio in the country. Um, but we're always hungry for more. We're always eager um, for new talent. Um, yeah, and so hit us up for your next commission. We'd love to do it for you. That and just to sell you a little bit more on on because uh, there are a lot of really really talented painters in San Diego, like tons of them. Aaron Lovejoy. Aaron Aaron Lovejoy uh, is from San Diego. He's, he's and one of the top a, a lot of, in the entire country. Uh, yeah. yeah, and a lot of people go to him and, and kind of just work under him, and then they do uh, their own thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are local to San Diego, mm -hmm. and uh, you will actually be working with Brandon Miner. Brandon Miner, Brandon Miner is, who's, who's an insane painter. In He's, my opinion, one of the top painters in the period. country. He, he would be one of the best painters in the country, yep. A, if he wasn't colorblind. He's admitted this. He's, he's colorblind. He's our best painter in studio, and he's colorblind. Which is unbelievable. 100%. You, most of the stuff that you see... So when we... Again, I don't want to gush too much about this. Right. Um, but whenever we put stuff up, 
you know, saying, hey, this is painted for a special client or, hey, check out this, you know, high standard thing. In, like Lord of Something Change. Something for Frankie. Right. That's so all crazy. done by Brandon. Yes. And he's colorblind. Yeah. And, and it's, ama- it's such a high end. I mean, the guy is amazing. It's, it's incredible. I can't believe it. So, um, yeah. So, but he would win. And to watch him. Right. Work. How it's, quickly. It's, fast. it's crazy. So, he, you'd be working with him. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the point is you'd be working with him. He'd teach you some of his techniques. Um, like I said, he would be one of the best painters in the world if he wasn't busy knocking off entire battle companies in like a week. Yeah. Right. Or just what he's doing right now. You know, or studio quality models, yeah. you know, in a couple days. So, yep. so anyways, you, that's, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm learning some things, even if they can get me to paint a grot to a not terrible standard, me, I'm, I'm really bad. I'm a really in bad painter. less than painter. 24 hours. Right. You would, if, if you were to say one of the people in this studio were colorblind and then show them all pictures of their models, you would think I was the one who was colorblind. Right. That's how, that's how bad. But that's not true. My stuff is. <laughs> you can, you can see colors just fine. I, I think I can. I might be, you know, I never know. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, but, so painting at frontlinegaming.org. Yep. And then that's it, guys. We're going to go ahead and jump over to Twitch to answer some of your questions. Wow, Hopefully so someone found a list, Age of Sigmar list. Really chatting it up there. Who is that? Federation United News. You are really interested in something. So let's, let's read some of this stuff. Uh, so if you did fill up on Sisters and Rhinos, you could get it up to 27 inches. These scissors are so good, I'm probably going to run them with Tau, of course. Worth the one I open first turn risk. Actually, um, I believe they're just allies of the convenience with Tau, Federation United, so you don't have to worry about the one I open rule. Um, you know, unless they're they're uh, desperate allies, which I don't think they are. I think you'll be all right. Uh, you know they will put out a FAQ just saying that it's only 18 inches for the max distance. I hope I hope they don't do that. I hope they leave it alone. I don't think they need to FAQ the sisters as much. Um, take care of those at the... 40k questions. Though. 275 points for five granite pallies compared to 260 points for five custodias. That's actually a good point. Um, I didn't realize that paladins are more expensive than the custodias. But they're they're considerably worse. The I paladins. The paladins. Are yeah, worse. yeah, they're, they're worse. They're not better. Uh, they're also one wound models, aren't they? Paladins are. No, 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 they're not. No, they're two. They they're have two ones. Peak master. Pablo, have you considered trying an airbrush? I recently got one, and I sped up my pri- my priming and base coating tremendously. Learning curve wasn't too steep. But yeah, I've considered an airbrush. Um, I think right now the big thing for me is money for airbrush and also uh, time. I, I don't really have I don't have like a hobbying space in my house. Mm-hmm. I just work on my gaming desk, and I kind of just lay out like a little little tray, and I just paint on my little tray, and then like my wife will hand me my baby and be like, "Hey, take care of take care of your daughter." And then I'm, you know, I have to paint one-handed. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nuisance. I'm not not the not the the baby, but the but the painting and the setup. <laughs> um, right. So so I have considered an airbrush. I think it'd be pretty cool. Although the models are all base coated already, so at this stage I'm all I'm using just brushes. Uh, so you know, uh, my gray knights cry yet another tear. Oh sisters, you're silencing. Oh yeah, rest in peace, gray knight players. Just another Don't thing that s- yeah. Another well, thing that nerfs you guys. You know what? Friendly fire. That's that's war, baby. That's that's war. Sorry. The sisters are just they're running in the battle. The Grey Knights try to cast the power, and a sister kind of just like catapults off of a, a dead demon, yeah. and he's like, "Come on, man!" And the sister's like, "Whatever." Yeah, he's like, "Let me hammer hand this sword." Ah! <laughs> I, someone should make that a comic. Just uh, Drago trying to do something badass with force, and yeah. then just a sister of silence just appearing quietly behind him, just and then out. just turning off like his power. He's yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's like teleporting. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. That, anyways, that would be a fun comic. 
These are pretty good. Um, they're desperate with Tao. Uh, did you miss the Kong rant? No, I didn't. No, do it. he didn't. He didn't rant about Kong. I was told not to. Um, to be honest, I think a lot of people will like King Kong Part Two or whatever the hell it is. I don't even think it's a sequel. Um, I just thought it was terrible. It was just awful. It was like it was the most formulaic garbage Hollywood crap that they put together. Yeah, but it was, it, that's, it's so it's the exact fun. formula you want. That's so what. Well, that's what they got me to go see it. That's I true. didn't want to go see it. I, I wanted to see Power Rangers. You got your money. They, so you know, you know I got what? talked into seeing it. Um, my, so they got my money. So Michael they got Bay my does. $6 for my, my small Diet Coke. So they got that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it works. They got me. They got they got you. Yep. You know Sucker. what? Took three hours of my life. So. Oh, man. I think that's how I think Got that's me, how got me out of the apartment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, St. Celestine combo with Giman to give him it will not die for the rest of the battle. That seems pretty good. Uh, I, I'm working on a, a game and Death Star list right now without Celestine, and everyone keeps telling me to run Celestine. Um, so I'm kind of torn there, but I really want to run the Triumvirate of the Primarch. I wish I could run them both. I might still run them both. We'll see. But yeah, but yeah Celestine to give him it will not die for the rest of the battle is good. Uh, although I think he loses it when he gets back up. I'm not sure. I wonder, wonder what everyone's thoughts are on that. Uh, if I wanted to get an official ruling on a rule question for ITC, how would I go about doing that? I had a question about one of the Forge World Riptides, Nova Charge abilities. The wording is poorly written, and there's a pretty obvious conflict between raw and rules as intended. Federation United News, if you want to get an official ruling, go ahead and email contact at frontlinegaming.org uh, for an official ruling or a rules question. If you want kind of like a, like my opinion or a, a rules, not an official ruling, but just kind of like something something you can use for an event, and you you don't want you don't have time to wait for an official ruling. Um, you can get some uh, something unofficial from me. You just send me the rules questions. People do it all the time already, so I might as well just let people tell people about it. But you it's can email me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Everyone everyone else in the studio yeah. who gets emails, they just send it to me because I'm the only one who responds to them quickly. I enjoy I enjoy talking about rules. You do. Um, but send them to frontlinegamingpdpob at gmail.com. I'll give you my opinion. I won't give you an official ITC ruling um, because that's not how we go through that process. Uh, but I can give you what my thoughts are and my opinion on how I would rule it at, if, I, if I were to TO at an event, how I would rule it. Uh, and then you can use that however you want to use that. Uh, just don't use it. Don't say it's an official ITC ruling um, because if you do and the TO complains to us saying like, oh, well, you guys didn't, we would just say, no, it's not an ITC ruling. That person just, that person just didn't listen. So, yeah. Uh, and then um, someone's trying an Ultramarines Battle Company with Gaiman and Celestine. Seems pretty good. Anyways, guys, that's it. That's all the questions we're going to take. We're going to get back to work. Uh, don't forget to go to the secondhand shop. I didn't talk about that enough, but please do it. Yeah. It's good stuff in there. I had fun today, Pablo. Me too. I had a blast. Every day is a fun day with you. Uh, don't, you took it too far. Ah, <laughs> never know. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.